welcome to our first episode on the Your Sustainable Friend podcast. My name is Faye, your host, and our first series is titled Sustainability Changemakers, Black Voices in Green. The goal for this series is to highlight accomplished black professionals who are making contributions to the sustainability field. I'm really, really, really excited about our first guest today, and that's mainly because I think she has a fabulous name. I'm going to let our guest introduce herself. Yeah, so my name is Faye. I've been in the sustainability field, uh, I would say, my whole career. So I would say the past eight years, it didn't really feel like I was in sustainability at the time. It just felt like, oh, I'm an engineer and I'm doing engineering work. Until I think about like five, six years ago, I actually started working on sustainability projects. And here I am today, a sustainable sustainability professional. Okay, I love that. So, okay, so you said it didn't feel like you were working in sustainability and you were just an engineer. So is that because you're not doing sustainability engineering? Is it because you didn't go in with that mindset? Like what made you say that? I didn't go in with that mindset. I didn't even know what sustainability was. I mean, I graduated many, many years ago, 2014. And back then, the as an engineer, the, the interest, the main interest was working in oil and gas. Because okay. obviously, not only is it interesting work, <laughs> but a lot of dollars as well. But um, yeah. so that was the, but I mean, I started my career working in nuclear energy, which is obviously renewable, it's green. Uh, so that's why I said okay. I started working in sustainability without actually realizing what I was doing was, I just knew to work on safety related things that had to do with nuclear engineering or nuclear energy. I had no clue what's the sustainability. I had no idea. Until yeah. I changed jobs and then I realized that, oh, okay, this is my field now. What was the change of job or you don't have to tell me where it was, but what was the change of job and what were you kind of doing that made you realize like this is a bit more my field than I thought it was? Obviously, um, with my very exotic name for I'm from Nigeria. <laughs> Beautiful name, by the way. And sad, but obviously working in the UK, working for about like three and three years and a bit. And then I was like, okay, you know, I'm Nigerian. I haven't really lived in Nigeria as an adult. I want to experience what that's like. And so I said, okay, fine. I'm going to do some STEM projects. I'm going to volunteer some of my time, go on a sabbatical, whatever. And then the opportunity came up to work with Nigerian breweries, which is a Heineken operating company. And, you know, started working on the shop floor. And before you know it, I was working on water treatment and wastewater treatment, waste projects. And I was like, okay, cool. So this is what sustainability is all about. Because then I was feeding, my products were feeding into the wider Heineken sustainability agenda for Nigeria, which is one of their biggest operating companies. Um, yeah. So, so that's how I stumbled into sustainability. Quick, I guess, diversion there. I think it was very interesting how they and I kind of met. So um, <laughs> when I decided to do this um, podcast series, I... Um, reached out to a recruiting agency. So Aga, they do sustainability recruiting. And I kind of spoke to one of the recruiters I worked with and I was just saying, hey, I'm kind of looking for black professionals in the space. And um, she was like, oh, that's funny because I've really been wanting to introduce you with someone. And funnily enough, she has the same name as you. And I was like, and before that, I have a friend that works in sustainability in Nigeria and she'd actually worked with Faye. And so she told me about Faye before and she was like, oh, this girl very similar to you. Um, and I really like her. She's, I think she mentioned that you're into musicals or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'll have to meet one day. And then they had an in-person <laughs> event. 
and B didn't come. And so as soon as this recruiter said she has the same name as you, I was like, don't even worry. You don't have to tell me she is. That's the recent person. Yeah. So I reached out to my friend and we got connected. And it's crazy the similarity. Yes. My own request, though, is don't do anything wrong in the industry, B, because otherwise oh, people would think you see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, and I also worked at um, Diageo, which is a Heineken competitor. So I think it's just very interesting how we've had Mine very similar. Yeah. I came from engineering. She also came from engineering. And I feel like that's also kind of been a theme with some of the people that I've been speaking with as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know what it is. And I don't know the, I guess, desire from engineering to kind of go into sustainability. And I know it's not necessarily everyone's goal. I took, I didn't come from engineering into sustainability per se, uh, but I know a lot of people kind of like pivoted. So yeah, <laughs> um, okay, that's really good to hear. So you ended up in sustainability, not necessarily realizing you were going to. Um, do you like it? Love it. Yeah. Okay. What do you love about it? I feel like it's you're actually driving change because I, I know I told someone not so long ago, like before I had my daughter, I was I was really in the mindset of. Do I really want to have children? Because I mean, the world is really going to the gutter. Mm-hmm. And do I want to bring children into this? You know, next generation, future generations into this. And so then I just, you know, realized, and obviously from my religious background and my, you know, my faith-based um, life, I was like, I can't live my life based on, you know, external factors. I have to, you know, live my life for myself, and I can make a difference. And so I feel like I'm going to work every day. I think work I'm enjoying, which is some elements of engineering, you know, with water efficiency or waste reduction and things like that, but also making that actual difference beyond just, you know, saving costs and increasing revenue, but actually making it a difference that, you know, future generations would would enjoy from and benefit from. So Okay, so you like kind of the impact that you get with it as well. Um, I think that's really important as well. That was kind of... I wanted to kind of have a role where I knew that everything I was doing kind of had some sort of impact. Like there's um, a purpose behind it. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Not just, you know, take books, exercise, Excel spreadsheets, but actually doing something different. And this is a goal for a lot of people. Everyone's kind of trying to find purpose in their work, purpose in their daily lives. Do you have any advice for anyone trying to do that? Any suggestions? Any ways you think that they can do so? Um any advice for someone kind of looking to go into sustainability? That is a good question. I feel like even before, because obviously moving from Nigeria back to the UK, I was a little bit confused as to what I wanted to do next because okay. my title still wasn't like your typical or oh, sustainability, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was I was still trying to think, oh, should I apply for sustainability roles? Do I apply for engineering roles? And I went through a period where I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. My career has stopped. I think we all go through that. <laughs> I don't know what exactly. And then it's just the advice I would give is just have give yourself some grace and really be kind to yourself. Go through the process, feel the feelings. And when you actually find something that you you, you are passionate about, it's, I mean, the, the change in your mood, the change in your outlook will be so different than you'll be sure that, yes, this is really what 
I want to work in. And I felt you that I was also comparing myself to my peers, to my friends, people that had graduated around the same time as I did, people that would started working together. And I was really feeling like, oh, you know, do I really want to focus on sustainability? You know, I don't really have as much experience um, from your typical, you know, ESG, reporting, GRI, all those things. I didn't have those experiences. And I felt like if I knew this, would that mean I'm starting from scratch? I'm already not on the same level as people I'm working with. What's this going to be like? Um, and, you know, again, just find something your passion is about. I mean, sustainability, the topic is so broad. It goes beyond just, you know, climate change and, you know, that I mean, that's the ultimate goal, but it goes beyond just, oh, how do we reduce carbon emissions? There's the social aspect as well. There's there's ensuring people are doing the people are doing the right things for their communities, for their staff, with the environment, water, nature. There's you will find something you're passionate about and surprise you'd be surprised to find that it plugs into sustainability in in a nice way. Yeah. Nice. So just be kind to yourself. <laughs> go through the process yeah i like that you went into that so that was actually going to be my next question it's like oh, you. maybe we share more than just the name <laughs> i was going to ask how you define sustainability and if you have a favorite definition of sustainability i know i personally do what is it that's oh, interesting i actually do not have like a favorite no i don't i think maybe because i did come through like a traditional you know, I studied sustainable development at university or I did a master's in this. And so I, I actually do not, I just know, just do the right thing. So, you know, what you're enjoying today, future generations can can enjoy as well. Because I listen to stories from like grandparents and, and even older parents that say, oh, back in the day, I could have bought a house, four bedroom house for 20,000 pounds. And I'm looking at them like, wow, must be nice. In central London, <laughs> must be nice. And so I just feel like, you know, sustainable living is, you know, and what you're enjoying today, make sure you take care of it, do the right thing. So future generations can also enjoy the same thing and not have to read in te- textbooks what, you know, the sea was like or something. Because, <laughs> because there's, there's not one there, anymore. Yeah, exactly. I love, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like with sustainability, um, Everyone sort of has a backup plan. I don't know about you, but I sort of have a backup plan because I keep looking at, oh, sea levels are rising and by 20 something, you know, this whole area is going to be flooded. And I'm already started looking at maps like, okay, so which area of the world can I not be flooded? (laughs) Why can I buy land now? So like my great grandchildren would be safe yeah i'm drawn you know like i'm yeah. mountain in <laughs> um yeah no definitely funny that you should say that i also feel like for me working in sustainability means that like yes i know all of this exists but i can't kind of i don't want to kind of have like eco-anxiety or like focus on it too much i kind of like focus on what i can do today because i'm like i hear this every day i'm the person bringing the doomsday message um, so yeah, but it is interesting with your definition and kind of how you said that you didn't come from like a, susta- a sustainability background or like came into came into it from um, I guess like an educational perspective. But your definition that you gave is actually in line with my favorite definition, which is yeah, meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of the future. So yeah, so I mean you still kind of hit to the table. <laughs> no, I'm not with that. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I guess um, looking at kind of your skills and your experience and what you've done 
What do you think has been valuable from the engineering background, from anything else that's kind of helped you in your sustainability career at the moment? Because you mentioned experience and I think that's kind of a lot of people do have that fear of like, oh, I don't come from sustainability or I didn't get a master's in it. And for me, that's kind of the reason why I did go back and get a master's because I just did not see how to get into sustainability and it might be the time I was doing it. So yeah, I guess like talk about your experience and how it's been applicable where you thought you maybe needed to upskill if you do think that. Um, and what that's looked like. Um, okay, so when I started working on sustainability-related projects when I was in, in Nigeria, it was because I had used one example from my first job experience. I think okay. I, I worked on a project that had to do with nuclear waste. And so there was a new role that was coming up um, for a zero waste manager to you know, drive the ambition to be zero waste landfill in Nigeria and across all the ten sites, and so I, you know, I, I wrote this long email to the manager, that the hiring manager I was like, you know, I have this experience, you know, nuclear waste, hazardous waste, blah blah. And he was just looking for someone that would be like a project manager and come and do the work for him because mm-hmm. these are things that you can learn on the go if you don't know the process of how paper is recycled, for example, is you can easily Google this, reach out to uh, the paper manufacturing companies and ask them questions and things like that. Um, and so obviously working on this zero waste project, I started like trying to understand, okay, we have inorganic waste, organic waste, we have municipal waste. And then as you said, like upskilling myself and trying to understand mm-hmm. it. Before you know it, I was flying high on that side. I was like, okay, what's next? Give me the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a new agenda for um, water stewardship. And I was like, oh, my, you, you see, as a process engineer, water is every process engineer's like <laughs> bread and butter. Because that's every that's what we learned our principles around using water. And I was like, you know, I'm process engineer. I have this experience in water. I mean, I'd graduated from uni maybe like six years before, <laughs> but you were really holding on to it. I was here, I wasn't sure I could do this. And, and yeah, they're, they're like, okay, cool. We're trying to reduce water um, consumption in the breweries. We're trying to increase water circularity, water efficiency, and things like that. How who can we work with around our local communities to take on our um, effluents? Mm-hmm. And again, just teaching myself on Coursera and all these EDX websites. What is water stewardship? What are some, you know, ideas to, you know, for water reduction and things like that? Yeah. Um, So that's why I was saying, like, you would find, like, your passions or your past experiences would be very valuable, come in very handy um, in in community sustainability. And to be honest, I don't think anyone needs that traditional um, sustainability educational background. I feel like it's, it's, it's such an interesting topic that people would even want to, it's in the news, it's in journals, it's on social media, things are happening. You would find yourself people just doing research around these sustainability topics. I mean, for example, if you find yourself volunteering your time, that's a little bit of sustainability because you're making some social impact in your local community. So some people were thinking, you know, sustainability is all about, you know, writing environmental reports and, you know, disclosing your numbers and things like that. For example, if if you if you did maths, one times two is two, you'd be able to calculate carbon footprints. You just need to understand what are the numbers you're cutting. Yeah, what are the numbers you're calculating? Go and do some research around 
what's the um, GHG protocol? Okay, if I want to calculate scope three, what does what does mean? What different categories? And I feel like you know, yeah, the world is your oyster. To be honest, sustainability is so amazing. It's not like engineering, like like yourself, civil engineering. There's no way someone wake up one morning and say. I want to build a bridge. Okay, so I loved a couple of things that you said there. So the first thing that I noted was that you said you sent a super long email. I think I also did that quite a bit in the beginning of my career, kind of like looking out to just understand what people wanted, what they needed, what was important, how that looked like. Um, so I think there's, for people listening, there's kind of like an importance of like putting yourself out there, um, trying to like understand, see, maybe send, throwing out ideas and stuff. So I think that's really important. I loved how you talked about like you were upskilling constantly. I think that's really, really important. Even if you do come from a traditional background, it's important to upskill. It's something that you need to continuously do. Things change all the time. Legislation changes, new things are coming in. I think that's really important. Um, And then also just the importance of kind of going from where you are. You use the skills you already had. You talked about the things you already knew and you kind of went from there. And then I love how you talked about the social side as well, because I think if you look at sustainability and you know about the framework of ESG, so environmental, social and governance, you kind of need to understand that they're all as important. I think I feel like with sustainability, there's so many threes. There's like the triple bottom line. Three is the magic number. (laughs) Yes, truly. So it's not seven anymore, apparently. Um, But yeah, so looking at how sustainability isn't just the environmental side of things, there's the social side, there's the governance side, and they're all really, really important interplaying into this kind of final, final big picture. So I really like that you kind of highlighted all of those. So yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite sustainability book that you've read or something that anyone's written? Yeah. at all it's okay if not but do you have anything that you or a favorite icon (laughs) someone that you just like love reading this stuff they've done a lot in the space um every time they like have a post on linkedin you're ready to read it (laughs) that is a very good question um i would say i don't know maybe because in recent years a lot of my focus has been on circularity i would say circular economy handbook is like a very detailed introduction to the topic and also talks about how um either circularity can play in different industries so looking at the automotive industry consumer goods and services industry and i would say that has been a very helpful book in my work and in working with clients as well here Faye mentions circularity the concept of a circular economy was popularized by the ellen macarthur foundation the circular economy is a system where materials never become waste The idea of circularity attempts to mimic nature's design of things not becoming waste. For example, when a leaf falls to the ground, it biodegrades and fertilizes the soil and essentially helps to provide nutrients for the tree. We currently live in a linear economy where we take resources, make products and eventually discard them. In a circular economy, products and materials are kept in circulation through processes like maintenance, reuse, refurbishment, remanufacturing, recycling, and composting. In addition to the circular economy handbook that Faye mentions, if you want to find out more about circular economy, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation is a great resource to start with. Um, when it comes to icons, it's interesting. I've worked with so many amazing people in Nigeria that are trying to do things around you know, sustainability, especially what Lagos State is trying to do, becoming a circular city, working with a number of 
people in trying to drive the conversation and trying to influence policy work that we do, especially around waste. So I have a number of people that, you know, I've worked with and I look up to and I'm really proud of, but I'm one person I'm call out is probably Jennifer that we both know. He is, I don't want to say eco-warrior because eco-warrior just brings up some sort of like negative connotations, <laughs> but she is, I, I mean, we still had a debate yesterday around like carbon credits and carbon tax. She's yeah. actually the person that if it's social, it's environment, she's very passionate about the subject. Um, another friend of mine, um, Cynthia, who's also very passionate about the subjects. So and these are people, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say the people that I talk to on a daily basis, I mean, just trying to pick their brain when I'm trying to solve a problem. Yeah. I love that. And I love that they're actually people kind of closer to home. You're seeing the direct impact and the influence that they're having and what they're doing. And you're probably that for someone else too. Without even I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and stay being that person because I need my name to be Mister. Oh that's really good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's really really nice. Um, another thing you kind of mentioned. So you talked about what's being done in Nigeria and in Lagos in particular. Do you think, I guess, growing up in Nigeria or living in Nigeria or maybe working in Nigeria, that's had any kind of influence into why you're in the sustainability space or like your passion to kind of stay there? Uh, maybe it's like none at all. But do you think or maybe even some of your experience, do you think that has kind of played into it? Yeah, but would say, cause so, so when I was in Nigeria, I was involved with a number of hackathons and it's just even seeing the passion that people have and trying to de develop solutions to these problems um, was very encouraging because, I mean, Nigeria is known to be an aggressive country. Everyone's just trying to make it for themselves, make money. But then you're seeing these people that, yes, they're trying to feed themselves and make money, but they're trying to make a difference and produce some different um, products. I mean, for example, we were having issues with our paper labels, like how can we recycle these paper labels? And someone came up with this idea of using them as a filler for ceiling tiles. Okay. And he's developing this and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I would say also working, so obviously as an engineer, I'm more focused around the environmental aspects of um, sustainability, mm. but then working in Nigeria really it helps me understand the social aspects of sustainability yeah. and what we can be doing beyond just looking inwards, you know, oh, our diversity and inclusion quarters or our women leadership quarters. It's it's then a story around what you're doing in your local community, how are you changing lives in the places that you're operating, in the places where, you know, if you're selling products, for example, what are you doing to touch the lives of others, to change their lives? And this is something that... Um, I was really, you know, proud to be a part of the business that was really looking out for local communities. They're very big on, you know, we operated this in this in this village, for example, and we're making an impact in all these people. And something Coca-Cola is doing as well in trying to change lives in women and youth because people are really having a tough way here, enjoying ourselves. We're having a nice glass of Coca-Cola, but you don't understand it. We say, oh, you know, I bought this bottle of Coca-Cola is 100% recycled PET, I've done good for society, but how did that get to be? Who are the people that are collecting the waste? And there's some people that have some really harsh realities, picking these plastic bottles from sometimes from landfills, from, from very horrible situations, um, just so they could, you know, this big corporate can meet their, 
their agenda. So I, I think I'm in the good field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess maybe seeing kind of the direct impact it has on some people's lives as well. Um, yes. And so being able to kind of think like this is what the bigger picture looks like when not everybody necessarily gets that. So, yeah. Um, you mentioned some of the hackathons and so we're getting to see some cool projects. What has been a favorite project that you've been really excited about? It could be something that's happened or something you've heard about if you're allowed to share. Definitely one about the stealing tiles. Yeah. Now, oh, there'd be so many around like, plastic bottles, paper labels. I'm trying to remember one. I wouldn't say they're small now. I think they, they've, they've grown quite a bit. It's called Mad Protein Mad in Nigeria. Protein. Okay. Yeah, please do. I went yeah. to visit their site um, just before I left Nigeria. What they're doing is they're breeding black soldier flies. So the whole idea is trying to create alternative. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Amazing. This is the system is amazing. And so obviously we were conversations because we're talking about how we could take some of our organic cool products from the breweries and what can be done. And so working with them to see if they could use this as feed for these flies to obviously get the little, I don't want to call them maggots because <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to, I can't remember what they're called now, but they're, it's it's an amazing process. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, I will try and link that um, when we post this um, podcast episode. Okay. That's very interesting. I haven't heard of the mag protein one and the stealing tiles one, so I'll probably go end up doing some research on that, but that is really cool. Um, you kind of mentioned circularity and stuff before and circularity is kind of one of my favorite sustainability concepts because I just feel like it makes so much sense like yes. it goes with what nature does it goes with exactly. like the environment so why exactly. could we not try and emulate that um, so I do think that's even with my thesis I kind of focused on that and I focused on the returnable glass bottle process um, which I guess here is kind of um, yes I talked focused on that and tried to see the applicability of that with plastic and um i guess they kind of have it in like denmark and they're trying to do it in the uk with like the drs system so i was just kind of like well i kind of not grew up but like when i would go to nigeria i kind of saw it and i was like the first yes. one about circular economy i was like this is i went to look into like how that is done and i really got like a lot more understanding of it but yeah, I definitely kind of understand kind of the like seeing things from, I guess, the people, different people's perspectives as well and how that kind of plays into kind of, I mean, obviously everything plays into who you are in life and stuff, but I did like seeing that as well. Okay, another interesting question. I know I just asked you if, if you had any like favorite projects or anything. Do you have any favorite legislature or laws that have been passed that you're just really a fan of or stuff that you're super like not a fan of? Um Ideally, kind of ESG focused, um, or anything that you've seen or heard of, and you're like, oh, I'm so glad they're doing that. Um, yes. Okay. So I'm going to go back to Nigeria now, and I'm really okay. excited to hear that they're looking to implement um, carbon tax okay. in the country. Yes. Okay. And I was so excited to see how that would be implemented. I know there's going to be some pushback, and but I think it's it's really a good way forward to even just you know, reduce not only reducing pollution and impacts on the environment, but also raising the the fund that we can use ourselves in investing in a greener economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that so that's one thing I'm really <clears throat> excited to to see get implemented. Um legislation wise, I would probably 
Yeah, I would say that's, I don't know, maybe because Nigeria just holds this very, very special place in my heart. Oh, that's just, understandable. I'm <laughs> really excited to see how, you know, because I feel like companies are beginning to realize, like, you know, they need to do things in a sustainable mm-hmm. way beyond just their um, reporting requirements, but also, you know, it just makes business sense. Yeah. And yeah, I really want to see how they're going to do this. Who's who's going to pay? Who's going to push back? <laughs> oh, the drama. But when, once it works, I think, yeah, I think it will be an amazing thing to see. Okay. Um, so where do you get your sustainability news or like learn about stuff? So I know you mentioned like Coursera and stuff where you're talking about upskilling, but just like the day-to-day news, the things that you kind of react to, where do you see it? Where do you find that? Um, so I subscribe to Bloomberg. So they have like a green um, newsletter. So I subscribe to that. I get their emails regularly. Um, other than that, it's mostly the people I follow on, on LinkedIn. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the one from Bloomberg, I get regular emails every week. Yeah. Nice. But um, definitely recommend. Yeah. And do you read them all or do they kind of pile up sometimes? <laughs> Oh, they pile up sometimes. <laughs> so very suddenly, like, I feel like I just subscribed to a number of emails and then I got overwhelmed. But one day I read, um, there was an article that they, they had and I read this and I was like, oh, wow, this, they actually have some good stuff in these emails. I need to, and I didn't read them more. And it was about how the world was getting hot and it's just, just getting too hot. So we can't deal with this. And there was someone, I think, I can't remember his name now from Kenya that said, you know, Africa is getting so hot. A lot of people say, oh, but you're a hot continent. You must be used to this. And they're like, nobody's used to this level of heat. So like things are getting really bad and we really critically need to make changes to, you know, reduce this. And I read that and I was like, wow, yes. Because I remember, like, obviously, when I moved back to the UK last year, I started working in um, consulting. And so I brought up this issue of we make recommendations to our clients that make a lot of sense, but we're thinking of it from the context of being in the UK or being in Europe. But what happens if they have operating companies, if they have sites based in, you know, Asia, based in Africa, South America, mm-hmm. and those areas, how then do these recommendations work? So is it seeing if those recommendations are kind of applicable across the board of their um, portfolio? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, nice. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. It's yeah. been really, really great having you, Faye. Um <laughs> nice to yeah, it's been nice having you kind of as our first guest here and um getting to hear and learn about you and kind of what you've done in the field. So I like to always leave on a fun note. So I've got some questions. <laughs> um they're supposed to be icebreakers, but we didn't really need to pre- break the ice. So I'm gonna ask them at the end. <laughs> um I've got two sets. I've got some icebreaker questions and then just okay. the kind of ending questions so i'll let you give okay. the icebreaker it's between one to ten um pick a number four four i'm surprised you didn't pick three because we talked about three really much that's a good phrase but it's okay we're gonna go four um okay so what is your favorite place that you've traveled and i'll couple that with um any kind of sustainability tips when you do travel that you have favorite place this is very top <laughs> this is very tough because, um, yeah, it, it's not like I'm that old. I was about to say my younger days. <laughs> I said that too. I'll be like, in my youth and I'll be talking about <laughs> <like years. laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I have traveled to so many 
I mean, I feel like Venice is absolutely beautiful. The Doge, Doge's Palace was absolutely amazing. But experience-wise and all of that-wise, I would say would be when I traveled to Peru. Um, so I traveled to, again, many years ago, traveled to Peru, and it was for a volunteering um, project, building wind turbines with a charity called Wind Aid. Okay. So much fun, such a great experience. Absolutely loved it. Um, sustainability tips when traveling. I don't know. I mean, when you think of travel, people tend to just think about like the flight emissions. Yeah, that's not yeah. very. That's not very sustainable. Um, I have no idea. Eating local. Oh well. Okay. I'm I'm a foodie anyways, and it's just clicking to me now that oh yeah that is actually sustainable mm-hmm. eating local produce eating locally and i guess if you're eating peruvian food in peru it's a lot better than eating it in the uk right <laughs> exactly i feel like yeah that's to be honest that's my main drive when i travel is the food so the food yes okay nice. yeah so don't travel to be eating mcdonald's or yeah <laughs> travel to eat the actual local cuisine yes nice. and then the kind of ending piece, the ending question, um, p- between one and four. Four. Four, again. So four is definitely your favorite number. It is. I, and funnily enough, we've kind of already asked this one. It was who your favorite sustainability figure was. But you've kind of answered that one anyway. Um, unless you have someone else. Can I pick another number? Yeah, you okay. can pick another number. I'll go with three, since we said three is a magic number. Okay, what are you reading right now? or the last thing that you read? And do you have any kind of personal or sustainability wisdom that you've gained from that read? It's interesting. So currently reading um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay, someone else to read next. Sustainability, I mean, I'm on Habit 2 at the moment. haven't gotten that far in the book, so I don't know if I can tell you if I've picked up anything sustainable from there no or even just personal advice wise um and if you want to have a book that you finished already that also works um personal wise i don't know i feel like it's so easy to live a sustainable life maybe because of my upbringing and you don't waste things you don't throw things away i mean before this whole um pay for shopping bags we've been reusing shopping yes. bags <laughs> been reusing Ziploc bag. I mean, you finish using a Ziploc bag, you wash it. Why is it in your way? You know, do your laundry instead of using the dryer, just spread it outside, let some sun, I mean, with the little sun we get in the UK, but at least, you know, let some breeze. Yeah, just kind of live that circular lifestyle of if you're done using something else, something like what can I use it for next like yeah just keep thinking like do i have to throw this away no don't be a wonder that's not what well, i know it's, that whole thing. It really does. <laughs> it's, like, it's useful i can use it again yeah that is my life I'm like yeah but you never know when we need this yeah yeah and i think something one of the important things with that is that it doesn't have to be useful to you again it can be useful for someone else it can be useful for another True. so kind of keeping that in mind and being intentional about that use. So for me, I kind of like ask friends and family first. I try and find like a place where I think the importance with circularity 
is that you want to keep it as close to the kind of product that it is now yes than to like recycle it or do you want to keep it higher on the waste hierarchy than lower um and so kind of trying to see how you can keep it in the reuse versus repair or versus recycling so yeah really if you can store your things yes so i'm giving example people i say bye okay so my older sister her kid is how many years 11 years older than my daughter okay and so when i had my my baby a lot of her things came from my nephew because my sister had kept so many things yeah so her high chair her cot blankets some some like baby grows and things like that so just as you said it may not be useful for you it may be useful for someone else yeah you know exactly. not just even thinking about giving it to charity just look around if you know if you have a colleague for example that's you know moving house or having a baby or bought a new car and you have something with you that you can share with them just having that sharing economy is yeah yeah definitely and i think it's also because i think sometimes it kind of seems like it's coming from a pre-supply that why would i use a used one or i want something new or something else, which has its understanding but i think understanding that that doesn't have to be the case and i think it's becoming more and more in the norm that like people are buying stuff or reusing stuff um buying from charity shops a bit more i think even companies are trying to kind of incorporate that into their branding as well um but yeah i completely agree i think it's super duper important that we kind of look at the life cycle of our product beyond kind of like what we're using it for um so yeah um, it was really, really great having you. Yes. This is our first guest. It's been a great chat. Thank I love you so much more about you <laughs> and just kind of what you've been doing. Um, like I said, make sure you stay doing the right things because I need you to yes. present our names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really, very well. Um, but thank you for joining us. Anything else you want to share or tell anyone before we end or close? I feel like I've shared all my nuggets, but I'll just reiterate the advice I gave earlier, Just look to what interests you it's a skill that would definitely benefit you know the sustainability profession if you're good with analyzing data for example to some that might be boring but to people doing carbon accounting is a very useful skill if you're if you're you know used to organizing events to to rally you know people to a good cause again that's also something that's very beneficial in the sustainability yeah. world and try to engage employees try to engage um, customers and and doing the right thing and making more sustainable choices so whatever your passion is please lend it to the sustainability field it's it's open for all it's very vast very varied kind of um field so hey thank you love that and definitely that definitely rings true to me um, so yeah, thank you and thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Faye. Thank you, no problem.